Levels, levels. Levels, levels. Oh, you still look so much better than I do. Well, that's that's been that way for 49 years, so. Hi, toddlers. Welcome to Talking to Todd, weekly podcast with Dwayne Johnson and Todd Prince, where failure is always an option and they can't all be winners. We say it right up top. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Todd. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Welcome to Talking to Todd after dark. Talking to Todd. Ooh, after dark. Are we working blue? I, well, let's find out. Um, I mean, the funny thing is, is that people listen to this whenever they normally listen to us, but we're, we've just set a new, we've just set a new record for the latest hour we've ever recorded this show. So, uh, we're going to find out, um, in the next hour, if that was a good idea that we should repeat or a bad idea that should never be repeated. <laughs> Send your feedback to feedback at talkingtotod.com. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to go in and record. Now? Yeah, we're going to give it a whirl. We'll see what happens. Okay. Yeah. When you come to bed. Got a similar reaction. That also included, and don't forget the trash. (laughs) So, it's trash night. (laughs) Anyway, we'll give this a shot. I mean... It feels late to us, but realistically, this is like an hour and a half before, uh, in normal years, this is an hour and a half before like the Pac-12 uh, game of the week kicks off on ESPN, so we're, we're fine. Oh, let's see. Where do we want to start? I, I'm, guess, I'm guessing we don't have a guest this week. We they, do not have a guest this week. We did. They went to bed. Okay, so well, we didn't, but that. That's cool. That'd be a better story. Uh, feedback. How are we doing on feedback? Uh, we got a little bit of feedback from Sarah, SJB. Yeah. Yeah. Podcast episode 40. Our podcast is now middle age. <laughs> hey, you know what that means? We get to buy a Corvette. Just write it off. <laughs> <laughs> really? Can you do that? Well, you can try. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you you can try almost anything, um, whether it succeeds or not. You know, I, I don't know. <laughs> Red Dead Redemption news as screen capture. She thought that was a fantastic idea. She really wished she had come up with it. Uh, she appreciates the book plug as well as Leroy Jenkins on Animaniacs. <laughs> she also really appreciated your zero travel report. You know, it's it's metrics like that that really help you, you know, focus in on your customer and improve. <laughs> nice little little recap of last week's show with with Sarah's feedback. I think that was all the high points that we covered. <laughs> uh, Toddler seventeen. Hey, Greg. Hi. His hatred for the car, for the Cardinals must have repressed his memory that Dunstan played for them for two years. <laughs> we, I. Or his hatred for the Cardinals, it may not be that he forgot it. It may that he actively blocked it while it happened. 
Entirely possible. Right? You know, he sees a story that says Sean Dunstan signs with the Cardinals. And what he rem- what he processes is Sean Dunstan retired from baseball. <laughs> and so, and that's the way that that's 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 the way he just remembered it. So which here's here's the weird thing, right? Um, the whole thing about our devices listen to us and then, you know, try to give us more stuff. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, everybody's got those stories about I was talking about this thing. But then suddenly like an ad popped up. This week, one of the stories that The Athletic uh, suggested to me was a story about, boy, Sean Dunstan was much more disappointing of a player than you re- than you even remember. And I thought, my goodness. <laughs> is, there a, is there a Cardinals fan out there? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So let's, let's, it's safe to say I haven't, I haven't thought about Sean Dunstan in a couple of decades. And, uh, within a week I've now had two Sean Dunstan's, uh, uh, reports around Sean Dunstan. So, uh, let's see. Greg also said that he, the, the news about Mr. Broman passing away had not yet reached him. He's oh. one of the teachers I give credit to for my love of teaching science. I still remember the Leo goes Gur mnemonic for redox reactions that he taught us. Do you remember this? So remember that episode that we did about when I said that I could be a tour guide in London? Yes. I absolutely remember this. It was fantastic. Oh. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't remember the mnemonic, let alone what it stands for. <laughs> I, I literally, I literally, yeah, I'm completely blank on all of this. As a matter of fact, when you then, uh, you put it in the rundown, I went, don't remember that. And then you told me what it's, what's a mnemonic for. I don't know what that is either. So <laughs> I think we're both in the same boat. <laughs> Lose electron oxidation, gain electrons reduction. I, something I will never use, have never used clearly wiped it from my memory but as a science teacher i'm glad that greg remembers it and is teaching future generations god bless him to be honest of the three of us that needs to know that bit of information greg's the one (laughs) it's good that he remembers yeah yeah right it's important because he's teaching it that he knows it so i think we'll just call it a success one out of three that that'll win you the batting title some years, won't it? I mean, it's it's no uh, Brewers Hall of Famer Alan Trammell, but it's up there. <laughs> it's <laughs> thanks. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, this is gonna this is gonna keep going for a while. <laughs> <laughs> One other piece of feedback on my list: we got a shout out on the Educated Idiots podcast, which dropped this morning. So, uh, hi Dan and Doug, thanks for listening. Dan told a couple of stories, uh, just really brief stories about me and my high school nickname and playing in the band with you. So if you haven't listened to the Educated Idiots podcast, take a peek at that. This week's episode is like 35 minutes. We've gotten we've gotten that kind of they got some feedback that they talked about. Maybe you should make your podcast shorter. We've gotten that same feedback. They actually listened. I was going to say 35 minutes. Huh? It's a pretty good idea. Yeah. 35 minutes in is about when we get warmed up. 
Well, it takes us, to be honest, it takes 35 minutes to go through all of the feedback, correcting all the mistakes we made in the previous episode. <laughs> by the way, by the way, do you, do you think, do you think that, uh, do you think that Dan is listening to this episode or do you think he's moved on? I, I only ask because when you mentioned him last week, right? And, and, and again, what's in the show is in the show. We, 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 we almost never compare notes ahead of time. When in the show, I self, I self censored myself when you mentioned him because do you know the phrase that i was going to when you first mentioned him do you know the phrase that would that immediately popped to my mind that i know that dan at least in high school didn't appreciate and i decided eh no reason to bring it up here uh no dan hensing 66 sophomore sensation <laughs> <laughs> but why do that right <laughs> but why but why do that yeah yes. why do that <laughs> yeah, he called he called me the pearl on their podcast. I oh, think we can yeah. say six six sophomore sensation. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, what stuff, do you got? Stuff that goes in your books lives forever. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, uh, good times, guys. Yeah. Um, I you know what? I'm I'm clean. Uh, no 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 follow up this week. I think I'm good. I know. I um I I did get a comment. You you found yourself in the middle of a parade? <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> Some question as to how that could happen. But then you listen to the story and then you know. <laughs> were 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 you, were you on um like a a, a soul searching trip? Did you you spend a year in an ashram or something or Nope, just going to get orange chicken at Trader Joe's. <laughs> That's some good stuff. Hey, look at this. We are way ahead of schedule tonight. <laughs> well, I said we're going to be efficient. We, we got a shot at 35 minutes. Wow. Maybe not. <laughs> okay, so our, our main topics tonight look like sports. Uh, and more and sports. Sport, and, and sports related and sports adjacent. Uh-huh. Yeah. Should we start there? With Before we go to what the, we're watching, with the sports or the other sports, you know what? We should probably tackle the sports first. Sure. Okay. Yeah. But I'm going to email you this. Now, what does that look like to you? Oh, oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> that. Oh dear. Okay. So, <laughs> so at first glance, I could see why one would think that that's a Super Bowl prep kit, right? But that's a suprep bowel prep kit. <laughs> yes, those, it is. Those are different. <laughs> very, very different things. Not a Super Bowl prep kit or even a superb owl prep kit. It's neither of those things. Oh, dear. You know what? You really want to make sure what you're putting out for your guests when you bring when you have them over to watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> you you really do. Yes. Yeah, uh, Amy. Amy turned fifty and had one of those things where you turn that you have to do with the doctor when you turn fifty this week. And she she commented on Facebook that she had to do it. So uh, I feel comfortable at least referencing it obliquely. Yeah, here. yeah. I you know what? Somebody in the branding department probably needs to think about that. Yeah, right. Yep. That's I, um. I, I'll I'll post that. I'll post that picture. 
<laughs> so y'all can enjoy that. It'll be on Facebook later. I mean, I'm surprised that that box has received the express written consent of the NFL commissioner. <laughs> on on the other hand, given the fact that uh, given the fact of some of the results of my favorite team's Super Bowl performances in the '80s, that what you're showing there is probably would have been the highlight of the day of watching uh, those performances. <laughs> well, the la- the last Bears appearance was great for the opening kickoff, and then everything else right after that was down the drain. So Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, there you go. Seems appropriate. Yeah. Thought you'd enjoy that. <laughs> if that's where we're starting off with the sports stuff, oh boy. Okay, what else we got? Uh how about this week's idiots? Do we have time for that? I mean we're only we're 15 minutes in, but we're trying to wrap this up within an hour. Do we have time to go through all the idiots? <laughs> Well, these are in in no particular order. The UNLV player that got in trouble. Well, he's semi local to you. Do you want to take this one? I, you said he got in trouble. I, this is one of those weird things that, like, this aired like a month ago, <laughs> and then he sends out an apology like a month later. A- apparently. He he was on some sort of reality TV show. Uh, there you go. That's that's and there was a scene that aired that showed him uh, eating sushi uh, with some friends, which was fine, except as the part of the conceit for the show was that the sushi was being served on a uh, on a naked woman. As you do, I guess. I don't. I don't understand. Um, and to be completely honest, there was no way uh, when I saw that story come across, there was no way I was googling anything to do with any of that. Because I and and here's the thing, right? The worst thing that I think I could have googled out of that that would just completely pollute everything on my computers would have been reality show, right? The rest of it's bad enough, but as soon as I say reality TV, that's that's over. So that aired, and then and then like a month later, he apologized for his error in in judgment and and threw the show's producers under the bus. <laughs> oh, he well, apologized yeah. for his poor judgment, but it wasn't his fault because he was pressured to do it. Yeah, I will say this. Uh, because it's in the in the general, you know, this is in my half of the country. That was the most press that UNLV football got this season. Oh. So, <laughs> here's what I find interesting about this, given the given NCAA rules and everything. And and this is this is I don't know whether it's jaded or what. I read this. You send me this, and my for it, it the the headline is UNLV quarterback apologizes for eating sushi off a naked woman on reality TV. And the first thing that pops into my head is. How did he get a waiver to appear on reality TV? That seems like an improper benefit. <laughs> Lack of institutional control. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like what happened in it? Like, oh, okay, yeah, that's that's fine. I mean, but what, whatever. The other people can deal with that. Seriously, it was on a TV show? Anyway. Uh, speaking of nude models, uh, item number two, MLB umpire Brian Onora. Soon to be former MLB umpire Brian Onora. Well, I don't know. The union's pretty strong. Uh, arrested in Ohio in a sex sting operation. Yeah. Yeah. Which he has pled innocent to. I'm not sure how that's going to work out for him, but I can, I can see the writing on the wall there. Nice work. Uh, Yeah. What was the, 
Um, I I know Mark Felderman will appreciate this joke, but he's kissing her on the strikes. Oh, oh, oh. Is that a Harry Carey reference? That's oh, something. <laughs> yep. There you go. So that um, was that, that was, was idiot two. number two. That was yeah. idiot number two. Idiot number three. Yeah. Another, so, another person who lost his job this week. Yeah. Um, was it just last week that I complained about uh, Jets defensive coordinator Greg Williams? <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah. Uh, that is former uh, Jets defensive coordinator uh, Greg Williams. He's he's now been fired. And the question, of course, is isn't he a defensive coordinator of an Owen 12 team? What? Or Owen 11 team? What do you possibly have to do to get fired? Apparently, when you're winning a game and um, all the only thing that can win the game is them scoring a, a deep touchdown late with with less than 40 seconds off the clock, you decide to take all all of your defenders um, and instead of guarding the goal line, you just you rush them all at the quarterback and leave your uh, undrafted rookie quarter on an island against a first round draft pick and say, you take him. Yeah, he didn't he didn't last very long. Which I, here's the thing, right? Like uh, it's, we talked about problems that he had with the saints and pain, pain. He was, you know, the NFL found him guilty of, um, of pain players to hurt, to injure other players, to knock them out of games and, uh, and other, other issues, uh, with him. Yeah. Wasn't he the defensive coordinator for the Owen 16 Cleveland Browns, Cleveland Browns. Yeah. 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 And, and, and just to, just the reason why I'm not all broken up by him losing his job is there was in the sports world, there were multiple questions about this last play call. I mean, they would have had their first one of the season and, and he did something that somebody, I mean, analytics people are in crazy. Somebody went out and figured out the last 250 times that scenario played out in an NFL game. Nobody has ever run the defense that he did for a reason. Now, maybe he thought I'll surprise him. There were, there were legitimate sports writers saying, you know, I think he did that on purpose just so that the, uh, that the head coach who is his boss can't get a win this season because he hates the head coach and him purposely throwing a game so that the head coach wouldn't, would go, uh, would go winless would be something that he would do. Like, (laughs) Like there are people trying to figure out why he did this. And one of the plausible explanations is spite <laughs> that he purposely called a terrible play call just to get back at his boss. Not anyway, thinking he would get fired over it. Well, you're Owen 12. What the hell's what's, what's, what's one more loss. <laughs> I suppose at that point, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. Once again, though, he was one of the stars of that season's hard knocks. Yeah. For the yeah. Cleveland Browns. Yep. Yes. Which is insane because because he's insane, as are multiple other coaches. I mentioned the coaches hated each other, and it's good TV. And what I would pay is what they needed to do was hard knocks this season of the Jets because I'm telling you from what I saw with the Browns when they went 0-16, this 0-12, that would have been awesome. Anyway, so um, he's got time now to... Um, I don't know, tank another defense. I don't know. He's considered a defensive genius and he's been on an Owen 16 team and he's now on an Owen 12 team. Eh, okay. Anyway, there you go. He knows, he knows how to motivate players. <laughs> Something. What's, and then, what's the fourth thing on the list oh, here? Yeah, 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 yeah. So defending 
I mean, they're technically they're defending national champions. LSU Tigers football, college football team. Yes. Um, Sorry, doing some uh, having the intern do some quick research here for us. They're having a bad year after winning the national championship last year. Like half their team went to the NFL. And so um, they're not they're not great this year. Um, Their record is three and five. That's not good. The last time a national championship team was under 500 the following year. Yeah. Uh, that's wow. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. I, Kevin, Kevin, can you look that up? Kevin, can you, what are you doing, Kevin? No, get on the Google, the, the Google. Okay. Yeah. Kevin's going to be good on that. So LSU did a couple of little things wrong, according to the NCAA. And of course, what you do when you, when you get caught by the NCAA is that you punish yourself so that in hopes that the NCAA um, doesn't punish you. So you you slap yourself on the wrist and say, I put myself in jail. Are we good? And they had announced um, they had announced some self-sanctions that they were willing to do so that the NCAA wouldn't step in and punish them. And it was something like, I don't know, they, they were going to give up like eight scholarships for like two games. I don't know. And like cut down on some recruiting trips or something, whatever. But this week they announced they feel really bad about what they did. So they've also announced some enhanced punishment, which includes they voluntarily are giving themselves a postseason ban so they won't go to a bowl game this year as part of their punishment. I got news for them. <laughs> Three and five. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of along the same lines as um, you know. I, 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 I feel really bad about, I don't know, something. So um, I am not going to buy that Maserati now. <laughs> I was thinking Lamborghini as you're going, as you're starting down this path. Uh-huh, I'm thinking yeah. Lamborghini, you went yeah. Maserati. That def- yep. same, same, same joke. <laughs> it's, the same, it's the same joke. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I totally was going to buy one, but I didn't. But, you know. Because I'm punishing myself. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So the three and five LSU Tigers have decided proactively to turn down any bowl game invitations this year. Oh, that uh, only seems fair. I, you know what? Good for them for stepping up and really taking their punishment. <laughs> as long as we're kind of on a lighter note, this isn't exactly an idiot. The thing that I texted you at the uh, last night about um, Jordan Bohannon. Oh yeah, yeah. This is the opposite of an idiot. Well, this is I mean, the opposite. It depends if you're really. It Go depends ahead. if if you're J- Jordan Bohannon or if you're his teammate. If you're his teammate, you think that he's an idiot. <laughs> so if you didn't if you didn't see this, time's winding down in the Iowa North Carolina basketball game, and Iowa is up by a bunch. It's just you know it's run out the clock time, right? But there is one more second on the game clock than there is on the shot clock. And so Jordan Bohannon is dribbling the ball. Nobody's guarding him. Again, this is run out the clock time. He's dribbling the ball, dribbling the ball, dribbling the ball, watches the clock. When it gets to one second, he flips the ball to CJ Frederick. So Frederick gets charged with the turnover as the horn goes off (laughs) and then looks at him and smirks. It was awesome. Oh, nice little uh, cloud. Chris Hassel tweeted that little thing from the big 10 network. That's really awesome. I was going to say if, you know, if they were in the NBA, it would be like, well, at least, you know, this isn't going to hurt my bonus payments, but you know, 
they're they're in a Power Five Big Ten school, a Power Five uh, conference. It might hurt their bonus payments. I, I don't know how any of that works anymore. But yeah, here here you go. Speaking of knowing knowing the rules, um, yeah. even if they don't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> there was so, a bunch of this this week. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think it's safe to say we we we've we've watched some football in our day. And I like to think that I have a pretty good grasp on most of the rules of the NFL. Don't agree with them, uh, a number of them, but I at least understand them. And this week, boy, I learned I learned multiple things, uh, including Alex Smith uh, learn, uh, knew something about about the clock that I didn't. They were uh, they ran a play, and the clock is ticking down for the end of the first half. And uh, they they may not have had enough time to get their kicker out to attempt a field goal. So after the running play, uh, Dwayne, what did he do with the ball? He just ran off the field with it. He's, he took his ball and went home. He literally picked. He just literally grabbed the ball and ran off the field with the ball as the clock is ticking down to force the referees to stop the game to go find another ball, which then gave Washington time to get their kicker on the field. To kick a field goal. <laughs> Free timeout. And they converted. And as it turned out, they needed those three points to win the game. Yeah. So apparently you can just take the ball. <laughs> there you go. I I don't know. I don't know why there isn't a delay penalty or a 10 second runoff or a I mean, there are stupider rules that have stupider penalties. But apparently not that. Yeah, I did see this afternoon. The NFL has issued uh, some guidance to the uh, NFL officiating crews. <laughs> oh, did you? I haven't seen this. Yeah, regarding end of half clock management issues. And apparently the NFL, the, the NFL has decided that there are some changes that need to be made. Not rule changes. First of all, uh, only the referee can stop the clock. Um, second of all, if there is less than 20 seconds on the clock the referee is not supposed to go get the cable. If if the play ends and it's under 20 seconds, you use the game ball so that people can't figure this out again. So it used to be under 10 seconds. Now they've moved it. So anyway, apparently when you and I went, huh, that doesn't seem right. Um, <laughs> in New York, somebody else was going, ah, oh, that didn't look right. No, so um, <laughs> that's not going to work. <laughs> Yeah. So congratulations, Alex Smith, for um, stealing a ball and uh, and getting a free time out. And nobody else is, in theory, allowed to do that again. So the the other thing that happened with less than 10 seconds on the clock. Yeah. Were were we watching this at the same time? We must have because uh, because we we both I I, I literally texted you. What? (laughs) That was the text. Actually, I think it was WTF. Yes. Um, <laughs> I meant what? But yeah. So it's the, at the end. It's at the end, end of the half. End of the half. No, There's, end of the game. It's the end of the game in the Atlanta game. That's right. End of the game. Pass goes into the end zone. Ball hits the ground. Referee signal game over. On review, it looks like the ball actually hit the ground with one second left on the clock. Which, in my mind, and in the mind of 
the Falcons, that should go to review. They would see that the ball hit the ground and put one second back on the clock because clearly there was video evidence. I don't know how clear it was, but there is video evidence and that they would get one more shot at it. And then we're told from rules expert, I believe it was Mike Pereira said, oh, no, that won't happen. And why won't that happen, Dwayne? Because apparently their guidelines are you can go and figure out what the time is supposed to be and set it unless it's less than two seconds remaining. (laughs) What? So so this is a sport that will stop a game for four and a half minutes. To go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth to see when did a guy's shin hit the ground versus when did the ball cross an imaginary plane in the middle of a field for a first down. They'll go to commercial forever to get that right. But then they say, eh, you know, at the end of the game, you know what? If it's within two seconds, call it. I don't we don't care. Just pack it up. (laughs) You know what? We've already shot the confetti and stuff. It would be a real downer. So what do we care? <laughs> there's there's no guarantee that Atlantic converts on a second attempt at a Hail Mary. Oh, no, they probably fail. They're a bad team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like this cost them the game. <laughs> I was stunned. Uh, that was... That was a new that was a new one on me. I thought, oh well, this is easy. Atlanta's going to get one more shot at. There's going to be one second on the clock. Why would you not? Why would you not do that? You, you know, you know that old phrase. Uh, when it when when you do a job and you don't do it well, but it's done. But it's like, eh. The phrase is, meh, good enough for government work. I think we can now change that to, eh, good enough for an NFL referee. <laughs> eh. So, are you watching football this week? Or are you watching other stuff? There's still football going on. Apparently. Yeah, I was going to watch the Ohio State-Michigan game, but uh, oh, by the way, you know what? That's what we didn't put into here anywhere. I don't know whether this goes into rules that make no sense or idiots or idiots that make rules that make no sense. I think it's that one. It's that one. It's that one. There it is. You found it. Yeah. So, so, so we've had not just one, but two conferences this week just changed their rules and said, you know what? You know what? You know what sports needs uh, less of fixed rules. You know what we need to do? We just we just we make up whatever rule we need to suit us at this time where the Big Ten decided this week that uh, they had a rule that the only only you had to play in six games to make it to the conference championship. But then Ohio State, which is the only one who has a shot at making the playoffs and giving the Big Ten a, a chunk a very uh, a portion of a large chunk of money. They only played five, and so uh, the the Big Ten got together and said, "Never mind, you're good, you're in." <laughs> Through no fault of their own, it was it was it was the other teams that screwed up. It wasn't Ohio State's fault that they couldn't get that they they couldn't. Oh, so that's cool. So just to be clear, moving forward, uh, if a team loses a game. Because the referees make a mistake, the Big Ten will now go back and grant them the win because they lost by due, no fault of their own. No? Oh, never mind. Uh, did you see Indiana's press release? Um, I did not. It was, we understand, we're disappointed, but we understand. I mean, they did lose to Ohio State head-to-head. So on the bright side, Jim Harbaugh figured out a way not to lose to Ohio State this year. Um, yeah, well, good, good for Jim. Yes. Well, let's see. We're going to do a roll call vote. Uh, Michigan. I, 
you, you look at that and you think, my goodness, that that that's an astounding, like they're literally just, after the games are played, they're just changing the rules to pick whoever they want to be in their championship game. The Big Ten, this is insane. However, um, they weren't the only conference that did that. The ACC, uh, did you follow this one as well? I did not. Yeah. So the uh, I'm I'm just saying here the 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 ACC made an adjustment to the league's schedule adjustments and their medical advisory. So based on their based on the conference, they have voted to preserve the integrity of the ACC football championship game by evaluating each of the three teams in contention and based on a nine game conference schedule. As a result, Clemson and Notre Dame will conclude the regular season this weekend. Yes. So, so Notre Notre Dame had two more games left. (laughs) Nope. And, and Clemson, I believe had at least one more game. Yep. Nope. Not anymore. And and the ACC went, you know, that's the game everybody wants to see. So, uh, but, oh, but all you other suckers in the league, you have to keep playing. <laughs> do, do you remember, you know how we like to say when we, when we get towards the end of the baseball season and my Royals have, you know, have long been in the tank and the Cubs have typically done their September swoon and whatever. And we say, you're just playing them because the league says we have to. Yeah. Now they're not playing them because the league says they don't have to. Exactly. What, what is, what's, what's hilarious here though is that the teams that were supposed to play against Clemson and Notre Dame, they've now found other opponents for them to play because they have to continue playing. So we don't want anything to happen to the guys that are making the money. By the way, when I say the guys making the money, I mean the the head the the coaches and the the, the coaching staff and the strength and training coordinator and the athletic director and the presidents of the universities. They're the ones that are making all the money. The the people that are actually playing um, aren't making any money at all, right? So the people that are making the money, making it rain for the conference, you guys are done. Just rest. We don't we don't want anybody to get another loss or God forbid be exposed to COVID and then we have to push this game. So God forbid. You're good. But the teams that you were supposed to play, we don't care if you're exposed to COVID and we've given you some additional games to play here because TV still needs, we, we're still contractually obligated to put something on TV. So um, you guys get to play more and that team gets to play less because we like them more than you. Oh, I, I'm sorry. That was that was wrong. It is. It's not because they're favoring the teams that will make them the most money. It is to preserve the integrity of the ACC football championship game. Oh, well, in that case. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Uh, Yeah. These leagues aren't the first leagues that have done this. I mean, the WWE does this all the time, right? They they pick who's going to win the match, who's going to get matched up together. Um, Yeah, that's that's fine. So did you say the NBA? Oh, no. (laughs) Never mind. Game five, 2000 Lakers, Sacramento. Nope. Nope. Sorry. Never mind. Never mind. That's not a thing at all. Nope. Anyway. So there you go. All sports all the time. Sort of. If by sports, you mean just anyway. (sighs) Okay. So um, what we're not watching this week is Clemson play football, Notre Dame play football, or Ohio State play football because they're all good. So what have we been watching? So I think, was it last week or was it two weeks ago? You talked about a show that's on Netflix called The Movies That Made Us. Yes, yes. So I went back and picked up, I had watched 
the Ghostbusters one and the Die Hard one, but I don't think I had watched the Dirty Dancing one or the Home Alone one. So okay. on, yeah. on on your recommendation, I went back and picked those other two up. You're right. They're very good. We highly recommend this series. Even even if you're not into the movie, it's it's I mean, it's a fantastic look at it. Yeah. Yep. And very, the, the cool thing about the series is that they're not talking with all the stars. They're talking with the people that like that made the movie, right? <laughs> like right. Like the, the, the guy who had to build a set in a swimming pool. They talked to him. <laughs> did you see that Netflix rolled out this is brand new, the holiday movies that made us. We watched both episodes last night. Did you? <laughs> One of them is Elf, and the other one is... Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, okay. Because I watched the Elf one, and I I hadn't, I couldn't remember what the other one was. I didn't get there yet. Yeah. Um, Lisa and I have not seen Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Really? Um, yeah, haven't. And to be honest, I don't know. We watched it, and Lisa's like, maybe we should watch this. And I'm like, mm, this show hasn't made me want to watch it, but whatever. That's fine. But if if it's it's a wild story about the movie. By the way, do you know who directed that movie? Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh huh. Not Tim Burton. Not Tim Burton. Do you know who really? wrote that movie? No, not Tim Burton. <laughs> so what, while they were what, filming what? that movie, do you know what Tim Burton was doing? Filming another movie. <laughs> so in in what. You have I, to watch I'm gonna do a Ferris Bueller in do Ferris Bueller. In what way was this Tim Burton's? But That's why you need to watch the episode. <laughs> Clearly. Uh-huh. What I'm telling you is whether you've seen the movie or not, you watch this and go, well, this is a compelling story. <laughs> I thought the elf one was pretty good too. Yeah, I did. I it, it was good. Um <laughs> Some actors come off better in that move in that show than others. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. Jimmy the Dream. Anyway, yes, I uh, I think we would also recommend uh watch the and it looks like those are the only two that they've produced. So yes. um but uh yeah, the holiday movies that made us. Um, yes, but if, so if you want to go if you want Home Alone could really fit in either of those two series. So well, if you're feeling in a Christmas mood. Realistically they could move two from the first series and put it in the holiday movies that made us. There's Home Alone and the other Christmas great. Die Hard. Die yes. Hard. <laughs> You're yes. right. Yes, you could. You could move two. Which, of as them everyone all. knows, is it clearly a Christmas movie? <laughs> the thing, the thing that I found most interesting about Home Alone was the part where they got shut down because they were going to go over budget by. What a million and a half dollars? Yeah, <laughs> a million and a half dollars. They were going to go over budget, and the first studio said, "Nope, you're done. We're shutting it down. Screw it. You're, you're done. You're another, out. You're not getting another dime from us." <laughs> and then the other studio that was they they had it all lined up. So for the low low price of an extra million and a half. That movie grossed what two hundred fifty billion dollars or something like that. It did. It did okay. It did okay. It was a good return on investment. <laughs> oh, somebody was kicking themselves over that. They they never you know they never closed that circle, right? Wow, somebody just walked away from this huge, huge, huge payday over a million and a half dollars, and they they never they never squared that circle. 
I think I think what's clear from watching these is it it is very very clear, at least with these movies, when you hear the behind the scenes stories, that nobody that makes movies in like the studio process has a clue as to a what they're doing or b what will be successful, <laughs> because you hear these stories sometimes from the head of the studio, <laughs> and you're like. Boy, in hindsight, that was a poor decision. <laughs> he chose poorly. In in one of the new ones, there's there's this. Uh, I'm gonna try not to spoil it too much, but they they greenlit a movie and gave them 18 million dollars and said, "Go make the movie." And then the filmmakers who got the 18 million, they had not worked out. They they were told, "You have 18 million dollars and two years to make this movie," and they said, "Great." And then the studio said, can you make it for 18 million and deliver it in two years? And they said, we don't know. We haven't worked that out yet. <laughs> and my thought is that that's what, what did you green light? <laughs> Here's an $18 million check. Is that going to be enough? We don't know. We haven't even started yet. I haven't figured this crap out. <laughs> Napoleon's plan. I, I'll tell you what, Napoleon's plan is a little different. If you, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to show up with $18 million. See what happens. That's a different plan. <laughs> <laughs> that is not our typical Napoleon's plan. No, because I would I'll tell you love, what, if I would love to execute on that at least once, maybe a couple of times just I, to get a hang of it. I've, I just want the opportunity to prove that money won't make me happy. That's all I'm looking for. I'm just telling you that the, the, the story about digging the hole in the, my backyard that has gone on for months and months and months has a completely different ending. If that plan was, I don't know, but I got $18 million. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I I also find it funny in the elf one that the studio wanted to change it to be more <laughs> like old school. <laughs> Again, people who were paid a lot of money to run a studio look at elf and go, you know what this needs? More streaking. <laughs> and the part about they tried, they tried and tried and tried to recut it. Yeah. And Favreau did such a good job putting it together there was no way to roll it other than the way Favreau wanted to roll it. They were, they were just stuck. That was, uh, Oh, I laughed so hard. That was awesome. He's great. The, uh, the other thing that we watched, um, was, uh, it's all, it's on Netflix. Have you, there's a documentary series called seven days out. Have you seen that? No, this is new to me. Okay. Seven days out follows a um a number of big events and shows the week leading up to those events sort of the behind the scenes before the big event so one of them the the opening one is the westminster dog show so sort of like best in show but without without eugene levy there's one about opening up, um, uh, renovating the uh, the highest rated uh, restaurant in the world, and then they shut it down and renovate it. And it's the seven days before they're going to reopen it. Um, I've seen this. Okay. I didn't watch. I think Amy has watched several of them. Okay. I did not watch the Westminster Dog Show, but I did watch that restaurant opening one. Okay. Isn't there a video game one too? Yes. The last one is League of Legends, and it's it's about competitive video gaming. And Lisa's watching this and about we're watching this and about every two or three minutes, Lisa's like, what, what is this? This, that can't be. And they show like an arena filled with 20,000 fans. And she's like, that's not right. <laughs> and I'm like, like, she's like, I, I can't believe people are doing this. Like people are dressed up with the jerseys of their favorite 
esports League of Legends team. And she's like, what are they doing? And I'm like, I've, I've worn a jersey to a sports game, so I can't, I'm not allowed to have an opinion on this. <laughs> Probably five, five to 10 years ago, I would have had a much stronger opinion about this. But now looking at that and how the fans react to that, like they're just sitting there, just they're watching people play video games. Like, yeah, and I watch people play football. Like, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Are you familiar with Twitch? Yeah. So anyway, um, I did in the, in the climatic, uh, ending where they were showing the, the two teams going head to head to, um, and they're teams of five. So they're playing league of legends and I pretend like I know what that is. And it's, it's two teams of five battling each other and they're on the headsets and you can hear them like, no, go over your left. Go right, right, right. And so at one point, of course, uh, as it's getting to like the really climactic, who's going to win this? Um, I of course just yell out Leroy Jenkins, <laughs> which they did not do because they're world champions. <laughs> Turns out that is, that is not the proper, but I will tell you this, if you, <laughs> if if you watch a little bit of that from seven days out and then you put on the Leroy Jenkins video, you're like, oh, I see exactly why that's so funny. <laughs> Once again, we've spent more time on this podcast talking about video games than Lucas and Adam have spent talking about sports on theirs. You know what? It's a service. We, we, we provide a service to the people. We don't always give them what they want, but we do provide a service. And I'm not saying that anything we're saying about video games is anywhere near accurate, but, you know, it's it's what we got. Hopefully it's entertaining. Uh, what'd you learn this week? So this was, this was a couple of weeks ago, but, but it's been in the pile. Um, November 22nd, this came out from uh, BGR. And uh, I, as soon as I saw this headline, I went, oh, this is going in the podcast. Um, B, B, BGR. Yeah, it's a it, uh, big German robot. Sure. Yeah. I believe it used to be the boy genius report. They don't really cover tech stuff, but I think they've branched out now. Anyway, they are citing a source called best life, which I'm not going to click on that because that just feels clickbaity as does this, by the way, this is clickbaity. This is super clickbaity, but the headline pulled me in and I'm like, we got to do this. So here you go. They ranked (laughs) states by which ones were the smelliest states in the United States <laughs> and which ones were the least smelliest. So they, they included landfills, methane emissions, cropland. So anyway, I have, I have here, according to best life, don't click on that. Um, I have the, the, the 10, the 10 least smelliest states, according to best life and the 10 most smelliest states. Let's let's start with the let's start with the least. Basically, what they were looking for is the the state that has more the the more untouched land. They figure nothing's going on out there. It's it's the stuff that we've messed with, right? So um, I've got the top ten here. Do you want to do you want to try to t- name a couple that you think would be on the top ten least smelliest? Montana, number nine. Wyoming, not on the list. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. Nebraska? No, too many, too much, too much. No. How about Colorado? It is not on the list either. Wow. Okay. So here's their list. Pine trees? How is that not? Oh, fine. Whatever. Okay. Have you, so seen, the, have you seen the Broncos offense stinking up the place this year? <laughs> that offsets the other. Okay. I can see it, that. 
it offsets all the national parks in the continental divide. <laughs> They're really bad at times. <laughs> so here's, here's their list. Um, we'll, we'll, I'll go from 10 up. Uh, so number 10 was Hawaii, Montana, New Hampshire, Idaho, Oregon, Vermont, Arizona, Utah, Maine, and Nevada. So, okay, that's fine. People want to be on that list. All righty. So the top of the 10 of the list, and to be completely honest, I, I, I think they just made this up. I think they just threw darts, but Jersey, um, let's see. New Jersey is number seven. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I'm guessing Iowa made the list. Number six. Okay. And you know now, what? They're not wrong, right? I mean, well, you have to talk about yeah, this <laughs> there. Yes. But there's a, there's a balance between hog farms and, and cow farms that that gets offset by the Tones plant in Ankeny, and that gets offset by Captain Crunch in in the City of Five Smells and oatmeal. Yeah, but but there's a lot more hog and cow lots than there are <laughs> spice that's, plants. <laughs> that's why that's why we're six and not five is because of the offset. <laughs> Probably, yeah, yeah. Let's see, most smelly Pennsylvania. They are not on here. No, no. I'll give you two more and then we'll go through the list. Okay. Uh, New York and the East River. Apparently not. Apparently not. Okay. No. Um, Ohio. Ohio is number eight. Okay. So I, I'm I'm hitting the bottom half of the yeah. list, not the top half of the list, yeah. clearly. So here's here here it is in order okay. from ten. Uh Maryland. Okay. Um, I guess if you don't like the smell of crab cakes, that would make sense. Well, um, um, to be fair, Washington, D.C. Oh, yeah. No, no. What are you going to do there? I don't even know how the, I don't, this doesn't even make any sense to me. Rhode Island is on this list. Like Rhode Island. They're not, that big, they're not big enough to anyway. Rhode okay. Island makes the list, but New York and Pennsylvania don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm then, calling bull. Yeah. Well, hold on. Cause, cause I think there's going to be, there's there, we're going to have to, we're going to have to go to video replay. Although if they're within, if they're within two, um, within, within two meters of the other one, then the small doesn't count. So anyway, all right. So we got Rhode Island and then, and then we got your, the ones that you got, we got Ohio, then New Jersey, then Iowa, the top five, Indiana. Okay. Fine. North Dakota. Who, who's even up there to smell like anyway, fine oh boy number three is not going to go over well in your house illinois yeah at least the illini beat iowa somewhere (laughs) (laughs) the funny thing is is i said it and you have to deal with that comment in your house (laughs) so did did iowa spot them 14 points as well (laughs) in this in this poll okay maybe not okay anyway moving Um, on next four Number uh, so Illinois was number three. West Virginia was number two. Okay, I'll buy that. And then coming in at number one, I don't even understand any of this. Is uh, Delaware? Nope. It says Delaware takes a top spot in large part due to a combination of cropland and landfills. Okay. So anyway, uh, okay, but it, it's 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 the size of my foot. Maybe it's, well, it's concentrated. concentrated. Maybe there, it's you, there we there. go. Right? Okay. We figured it out, right? Yeah. It it doesn't take much to be completely honest, right? Uh, uh, one one big can of beans can take out the entire state for a couple of days. I guess that's yeah. the thought. Every, I suppose that that would be the difference. Every part of that state smells, as opposed to just 
a small portion. Yeah. So anyway, there you go. Um, smelliest states. I would say, however, to all of our listeners, if you've been to a smelly state and it wasn't on this list, um, please let us know. Uh, anyway, so that's what I learned this week. What did you learn? So I actually, I just got an email this afternoon. Dear Google user, did you get this email? Um, I did get one from Google telling me there were some changes coming to the privacy settings. And I thought, uh, and I thought you have privacy settings? Anyway, sorry, go ahead. The summary of their new policies, effective June 1. If you're inactive for two years in Gmail or Drive or Photos, we may delete the content of the products in which you're inactive. Seems fair. Two years. Sure. The next bullet. If you exceed your storage limit for two years, we may delete your content across Gmail, Drive, and Photos. So, so wait, you, you can exceed your limit. First of all, they will allow you to exceed your limit. Yes. Second of all, they will allow you to stay exceeded for two years. Before they do anything about it. And then the hammer comes down. So I guess what I what I learned from this, what this means by you, you won't be impacted by these changes unless you've been active or over your storage limit for two years. Limit apparently does not mean the same thing to Google that it means to all of the rest of us. I'm like what? I'm just I'm just thinking like so here's the thing. If you exceed the speed limit, yes, for more than 2 hours. Yes, and we catch you for those entire 2 hours. <laughs> like like we know that you've exceeded it. Like like the cop follows you for 2 hours. At the end of 2 hours, we reserve the right to take your license. <laughs> but up until that point, we're not doing anything. You do you. No, 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 no. We will, after June 1, we will send you email reminders and notification in advance prior to deleting any content. Oh, it's, oh. it's not a hard cap. It's, uh, I, uh, any, anything else that I have, I think, worked with, when they say you've got a two gig limit, when you hit two gig. Stuff starts. You're, you're done. Right. Apparently not. <laughs> I, 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 and I have actually deleted stuff out of my Google drive and out of my Gmail because, you know, just garbage email. Like I don't, you know, it, there was, well, there was a point actually where on my phone for about two years that instead of things going into the trash, they went into the archive and I didn't realize it. <laughs> it's a, it's a little setting. Yeah. Easy mistake. Well, I switched from one phone to the other. This is when I upgraded my phone. To the eight. So again, this was quite a while ago. So I upgraded the phone to the eight. And then I got this notice from Google that, hey, you're about up to your limit. I'm like, huh, I wonder how that happened. Because the limits in Google are astronomical. I mean, there's no way anybody could ever hit, you know, on just dumb old email. So I'm like, oh, oh, oh. So I fixed it. And then I went back and I deleted all of the spam, not spam, but marketing baloney that I get an email and, and deleted and cleaned all that out. But apparently I didn't need to worry about that because limits don't mean what you think they do when you're dealing with Google. The funny thing is to, to, to kind of do the joke here. I was, I was going to open up, I was going to pop open a new browser tab and I was going to Google the word limits to see how they define it. But then I realized that's recursive because that word doesn't mean what they think it means. So asking Google what limits mean probably isn't a good idea at this point. (laughs) 
Our music is Happy Boy by Kevin McLeod. It's available on incompetech.com under a Creative Commons attribution license. You can subscribe to Talking to Todd on Overcast or Apple Podcast or Spotify or Podbean or now iHeartRadio. Ooh, cool. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Just search Talking and the number two. If you if you're listening on Podbean and you want to go someplace else, like we've encouraged like 35 out of these 41 episodes. <laughs> uh, just search talking in the number two, no G, no space. You can like our page on Facebook. You can buy our merch on Zazzle. If you need a coffee mug, have we got a coffee mug for you? You too you can, can either- be watching Zazzle mugs. <laughs> <laughs> can also get your promo code for custom wrapping paper. Amy thought that was so funny. <laughs> Oh, that joke's still for Leroy, but it's still funny. Uh, you can tweet at us at Talking to Todd, and the website is TalkingToTodd.com. Thanks, as always, to our listeners, especially the new ones. Please tell your friends. Please send us your feedback. We really enjoy getting your feedback and reading it and laughing with you about it. So send that feedback to feedback at TalkingToTodd.com. Todd? So I was just trying to find out why Delaware smells bad. And um, when I Googled that, there's a Reddit post from three years ago entitled, Why Does This State Smell Bad? And there are 12 comments. And here's what's really interesting about this. People are explaining why. Well, in Middletown, you might be smelling the fertilizer used on the farms. South of Wilmington on 495, there was a compost dump. It was terrible. Here's one. Each area has their own smell. South of the canal, any random foul smell is probably organic fertilizer. But as you go towards the wetlands and marsh uh, during low tide, that's probably the marsh. And then you get to, at least you don't have to smell the nasty chicken plant stench down here in Sussex. So anyway, apparently, if you go on Reddit and ask, why does Delaware smell bad? There's lots of, uh, there's lots of reasons. So maybe it, maybe it, maybe it justly earned its number one spot. (laughs) Thank you, Reddit. On that note, we've been talking to Todd. You got to be careful when you're on uh, Google, Googling why does stuff smell bad? You get some really bad, bad pages. (laughs) Don't, don't do that. (laughs) Google carefully, my friends.